Hi, this is the next episode of Grumpy Old Coders, and uh, today's episode is uh, called Just Thingies. And the reason why we called it Just Thingies is because we kind of iterated over a bunch of options for <laughs> thingies, like smart thingies, connected thingies. Uh, and at some point, we just gave up and we just said, okay, let's call it Just Thingies. <laughs> I like that you say iterated when we had like a two minute brainstorm. <laughs> it sounds uh, much more. Uh, so, it sounds much more sophisticated, yes. right? So, yeah, we iterated hours over hours. Hours and hours. Uh, Jeez. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, I mean, let me explain a bit what the inspiration of today's episode is. And uh, usually we prepare this stuff a little bit, right? Today we are we are completely unprepared in a in a sense, right? Or uh, fine. I, I mean, our the idea of today's episode after <clears throat> we had a kind of break uh, for summer vacation and so on, right? So uh, by the way, we apologize not having informed you up front, right? So if you're a frequent listener, you might have missed us, maybe not. <laughs> Who knows, right? <clears throat> so we basically are we're off for some summer vacation, spending time with the family and stuff like this, right? And uh, I just had a little weekend project with one of the local artists here in, in town who is called Babatu. So we yeah, are, by the way, by his art. No, just kidding. <laughs> but uh, yeah, honestly, right, uh, I really like his artwork and uh, also uh, have one of his sculptures in my living room. Uh, and uh, yeah, he, he approached me a while back uh, because uh, I think my wife knows him. She's working in a museum and uh, he has some exhibitions from time to time uh, there. And so, so he approached me and asked, hey, uh, could we have something like an interactive sculpture, right? So how, how do we best do something like a sculpture which is reacting to the observer of the sculpture, right? And uh, yeah, uh, such a sculpture is uh, looking like a robot in a, in a sense, right? Uh, such a Babatu sculpture. So Babatu is his name, uh, so his mm -hmm. nickname or artist name. And uh, yeah, then I spent uh, literally maybe in total two weekends or uh, two days to, to play a little bit around and find some ways to or uh, to to give this or uh, sculpture some some life or uh, fake life or whatever right and uh, I, I mean maybe we talk a bit about uh, what i did uh, how i did it and uh, yeah maybe listeners might have better ideas or more creative attempts uh, to do it and i can also talk a bit about challenges uh, on on the way or uh, let's say uh, uh, does this sound good for you? Cool. Uh, yeah, no, so it sounds great. So what's a Baba 2 you said, yeah? Vabatu. Vabatu. W-A-B-A-T-O. Right, Vabatu. Vabatu. Okay. There's a website, I guess. We can probably link to it. Yeah, I guess probably. so as well, right? I guess so. This uh, is different from the thing that you told me about months ago. Something about traffic and counting yeah yeah we actually something. exactly we initially had this as an idea right so, so he he had the initial idea of him was basically to monitor traffic and uh, mm -hmm. to kind of have an interactive uh, installation which was kind of behaving based on the traffic in this uh, in this town in order to to basically yeah uh, kind of colorize uh, a little bit uh, how how bad the traffic actually is in town right. like but, a heat map right yeah, like a heat map or yeah, something similar. But okay. what we did finally is uh, we, we limited it for now to to something like a sculpture. <laughs> so the requirements list. Let's start with the requirements list. Okay. Right? Okay. So so he he basically has sculptures that are looking a little bit like robots, but they are kind of carved out of wood, let's say, right, and then uh, kind of framed with uh, with some nice colors and so on. And uh, so those those sculptures are usually static but they are put in specific scenes right uh, so some some of them are a little bit more critical some of them are a little bit more funny right but uh, the, those figures are basically kind of put into into scenes i would say right um, and uh, the idea here was to have one which is uh, our for his exhibition so he's currently preparing an exhibition which is going to start next uh, next week uh, here in town right uh, 
uh, in a town called Krumbach, right? <laughs> Uh, let's see how people in, in, in other countries than Germany kind of uh, <laughs> pronounce this. But, uh, right, so he has a little exhibition in, in the museum and, uh, are, yeah, actually it's more than a little one, or I think three rooms of prohibited stuff. And, uh, yeah, uh, the idea was, to, or requirement was to have one sculpture which is kind of following, following an observer. So the idea was that it is uh, kind of positioned in the area of the entrance. And when someone is basically entering the door and passes by, the sculpture should kind of look or after this person, right? So basically follow mm. the movement of that person. And uh, so whoever is entering the museum is kind of... Uh, saying oh man what just happened did this yeah. sculpture move or the what <laughs> creepy comes to mind doesn't it yeah yeah it should be a little bit creepy right it mm. should surpri be surprising a bit creepy and uh yeah so so meaning should do some stuff okay <laughs> see, right so you would usually not expect that one of the sculptures kind of interacting with you right it, or it, you would basically just assume that it's staying around that it's still. static and then you're surprised that it moves exactly okay. and uh, so so there there should be a double surprise because of corona you kind of have to go a different way right so basically you you kind of pass by in one direction and you might realize oh hey there is something moving but maybe i i just kind of uh, misunderstood this and then you mm. you go further further you pay and then if you basically enter it it moves again by following you with the head, right? And uh, we couldn't avoid that it makes a robotic sound, right? It's not like I intended this, but uh, we can talk about the challenges <laughs> a little bit later. But uh, it is actually very noisy, right? Uh, the <laughs> the 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 sculpture mm. itself uh, makes a lot of noise when it moves, or because there was a there was an effect which I kind of underestimated, uh, let's say, when I started to to play around with this stuff. Um, yeah, so let, let's start with some, some basics, right? So requirements list, fine, it should move. Sounds simple, right? And uh, it should so what track, so it should follow you. So there's more than yeah, just Yeah, it should move, follow right? you, right? It should follow you. So it needs to track you in some way, right? In, in some way, yeah. And I was actually trying to do something much more sophisticated, but it hit some limits, let's say, right? Because what I decided to do is, uh, based on some experience from the past, I said, okay, fine, let's uh, use an Arduino, right? As the as the basis. Are. And uh, so this Arduino, are fine, what do I need? Uh, I need to have a, a stepper motor, right? In order mm -hmm. to move the head, uh, kind of. And I would like to, to kind of position this head very precisely, which means a stepper motor seems to be the right choice, right? Mm -hmm. Doesn't need any gears or whatever, right? It just basically steps uh, step by step. And no gears. A, so the, 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 the motor is directly attached to the head. Yeah, yeah, the motor is directly attached to the head, uh, basically, okay. right? You, you, the idea was to, to basically do a bunch of steps in order to turn the head into a specific direction uh -huh. and then maybe do a bunch of steps back, right? And uh, ba based on the, the movement, let's say, of okay. the observer. So now our, then the other idea was, okay, fine. Our, we, we now have this, our, this kind of motor uh, to move the head or easy. Mm -hmm. um, we have an Arduino as uh, our little microcontroller, right? Uh, for which is programmable, fine. So we can write some source code. And then our, the, the next idea was to say, okay, fine. How can I actually uh, track the movement? And the first idea I had was very simple. I basically said, okay, fine. Maybe uh, we, we have our uh, two sensors one at the entrance and or so basically and another one at the at the end of the entrance right uh which was basically would track a linear movement if you enter the first one it would kind of or give you the impulse or the the information that someone basically passed by and then the second one as well and this should be good enough in order to kind of turn the head around right uh into a specific direction right because our first one Kind of triggers second one triggers fine uh, uh it's basically first to second or second to first right depending on the direction right okay so two sensors just just i'm building a mental model so the, the first so, so you cross the first trigger you trigger the first one and yeah it like a to... light or like a, the idea was to basically have a light bar or whatever okay right. some sort of uh, 
barrier, right? Some yeah, light some barrier, light basically. Thing. Yeah, uh, but uh, the, the, we decide. I decided against the light barrier finally, right? Because I I kind of said, okay, fine. It's it's maybe the problem with a light barrier uh, or bar is uh, oh. that that uh, it is actually a little bit little bit of effort to install it right because the way how it works is that there is light going to something which it, reflects the light and then if, yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, exactly yeah. it reflects the light and then you need to basically receive the light on the other side the reflector needs to be mounted at a specific position blah blah so it's it's actually not easy to test <laughs> let's say right because we would have needed to are, and again, I had only two weekends or whatever, right, to, to work <laughs> on this. Uh, so so I, I said, okay, fine, let's not use a light sensor. But the idea was kind of clear. So we need to have a bunch of sensors that are kind of triggering um, that someone is there, right? And then uh, basically based on the movement pattern, uh, right, sensor one, sensor two, right, direct left right at the end right the mm -hmm. first one is basically triggering which is the left one for instance the second one is the right one and so you can basically de determine a movement left to right or, or right to left right so so, oh, so i see and then it just slowly turns when it's in left this, to this right mode this was my initial idea right okay. uh so I, I tried to follow this idea a little bit uh, but uh, i decided finally against uh, something which is uh, having a high installation effort so i next requirement new requirement right <laughs> kind of uh continues uh how, how do we call this agile right anyway uh so so basically uh, there, there there was a new requirement okay fine we we need to have this as a portable solution right so what mm -hmm. i did is okay the sculpture has a socket right and all the technical stuff can be in the socket let's say and the sculpture itself or it doesn't need to be touched right the only thing which we basically have are are uh, in the in the at the sculpture is a kind of mount or to which we can basically mount the the, the motor right in oh. the socket itself as well right and then we don't need to touch the sculpture inside or let's say so or outside so what we did is basically we are i said okay let's let's play around with some ultrasonic sensors instead wow. so so basically i i got some ultrasonic sensors uh, and uh, kind of mounted them as a as an array that's really cool is that what bats use like this little little clicking thing ultrasonic yeah, 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 but wow, it's, it's actually quite have sensors. That's awesome. Yeah, it's actually quite common for for some little robot projects. Okay. I've seen it already a few times that uh, you can build little robots that are kind of cool. uh, detecting barriers and stuff like this, right? Oh. By uh, by using ultrasonic. So so meaning what I and they are cheap. One is about three oh. bucks, let's say, right? So okay. I got uh, got a bunch of them. <laughs> I think I destroyed some of them by by uh, giving them the wrong voltage or whatever, right? Oops. Uh, stupid me but i had enough or uh, ordered right, or to, to play a bit around with it so so meaning what i did is i i kind of put them on a breadboard in, in an array with a slightly different angle so meaning there was one uh, okay. which was uh, kind of sh going maybe 45 degree or whatever into the right direction 145 degree um, opposite right mm -hmm. uh, to the left direction and like one a fan was, was centered exactly okay. and uh to kind of cover a, a specific range or let's say or uh, specific degrees right uh, in a sense right so, so if they they're are sending out sound impulses won't they sort of disturb each other right so how, how this was my fear actually exactly yeah. this was my fear but it seems that the the angle uh, my fear was not justified because the angle uh, i was already kind of trying to find out oh yeah how do i do this right sophisticated solution cool i could basically uh -huh. uh, trigger an impulse from this one and then the other one and then the other one right by by kind of waiting long enough or by oh, overlaying so just by only overlaying one Okay. Exactly, one okay. at a point of time by isolating it, or maybe I mm. can play around with some frequencies by kind of overlaying this and filtering it out again, which one is basically giving me a signal back or whatever. What was all not necessary because they didn't interfere with each other, right? Because How? it seems that the that the angle uh, in which they kind of send this out is, is not wide enough in order to have an overlap, uh, let's say, right? So the way... The, okay. the way how I arranged it basically or was kind of good enough to not let them conflict in a I sense, see. right? That's uh, interesting. I thought maybe they, they run on different frequencies, you know, maybe 
they, they detect nah, nah, their own same same frequency same thingy so just okay. the just the the angle of uh, of our uh, basically reflection is not interesting is not wide enough to let them interfere let's say right or uh, i experimented with it so or uh, and uh, if i w was reading the the fact sheet or the, the data sheet it actually was uh, kind of confirmed so they have a distance of four meters with an angle of a bunch of degrees not very wide let's say right which is also could be problem because there are now some some blind spots in my solution fine but uh, are not not a big deal let's say right if the observer is very close by or uh, it should not be a big deal let's say right so so meaning meaning what I what I did is basically those three ultrasonic sensors and those three ultrasonic sensors they basically now are kind of sending an impulse away right by receiving what they sent away and then I'm taking the, the time it takes or time of flight uh, let's say right mm -hmm. and then um, calculating the distance by taking the the speed of our yeah our sound. ultrasonic wave sound yeah uh, in, into account right so and this is actually quite accurate centimeter accurate right wow. so if you put your hand in front of it you can say okay those are five centimeters uh, and you can basically measure it up to four meters right uh, if the angle is right uh, uh, let's say so are uh, so not too bad right it's so quite I had, amazing uh, actually Such yeah cheap it's, components it's, wow yeah really cheap and more easy to use and you can directly they're kind of are already on a little board everything is included right the only thing you need to do is uh, connect uh, basically our uh, i think uh, yeah the the voltage plus two pins right so each of them has four pins to be connected on the on your Arduino, and what one pin is basically the echo pen pin, where you are uh, know the trigger pin, and the other one is the echo pin, right? Oh. So meaning you're basically having one as the output or and one as the input uh, pin. Mm -hmm. Whenever you basically send uh, an output away, right, uh, you get an input back, and uh, the in input is basically, uh, uh, yeah, and you measure the time, right. Um, oh, so you have to measure the time yourself. There's nothing. Yeah, yeah, you have to measure the time. Th there's no register right? you could ask or anything. Okay. No, no, exactly. So you basically are, yeah, just wait for a bunch of microseconds and then are measure basically how long it took to get the result back. And then, yeah, uh, based, based on the time measurement, you can kind of calculate the distance, right? Okay, Again, it works kind of reliably uh, mm -hmm. so far so good so i i kind of had three of them and then i kind of derived our uh, five discrete states uh, which was basically left uh, regarding the observer right mm -hmm. uh, left center left center uh, center right and right, right. Uh, and easy right so now uh, the only thing you need to do is basically you need to kind of translate those or uh, those states into the movement of the head right mm -hmm. um the only thing is i i still had this idea of or this initial idea right with the with the light barrier in in mind and i w wanted to detect a movement pattern let's say right so instead of translating this directly what i said is okay hey let's sample some of the uh, position so I basically implemented uh, how to determine the position of those five discrete mm -hmm. states but instead of taking them directly I said okay fine let's kind of take a bunch of samples right and then based on the samples find out how the person moved right so meaning I I kind of had an array of uh, uh, let's say numbers uh, each of those positions five discrete states means four numbers basically right and uh, the array of my samples was basically then something like okay hey or zero to to four basically mm -hmm. right so uh, does that zero. mean you you have a delay in the reaction right so you have to that's exactly that's exactly mm. what happened uh, i could have seen this but my my <laughs> assumption was that or uh, my assumption was kind of and, and spot on right my assumption was hey uh let's take 30 samples how how hard can it be right 30 samples and usually a computer would be like okay yeah you're yeah. even not real recognizing this right even with this or additional measurement and distance blah blah right uh you could probably do this and again the the kind of resolution was microseconds which i gave it or uh, in order to wait or uh, for the for the distance measurement right it, itself so i was basically confident that yeah taking 30 samples evaluating some some kind of movement pattern because my concern was that uh, if i'm not taking samples 
then the the problem could be that I'm kind of missing movements of persons. So I, I wanted to kind of buffer a little bit how persons move in order to to react to it, in order to identify a pattern or whatever. Okay, right? makes sense. Mm. Uh, but uh, the the disadvantage obviously is if you do this, uh, you you kind of de- have a delayed reaction to it, right? Mm-hmm. So you need to have time to analyze the movement. And the other thing is. Are the Arduino is really really slow, right? So as soon as you basically bit some that, some yeah. simple for loops in, right? It, it basically, I mean, there's a main loop. The way how it works is, or that you basically have a setup function where you can initialize pins, blah blah, right? So input pins, output pins, or uh, and so on, right? So you can set some constants and maybe include some libraries, do whatever you need, right? And then in the in the next step. Uh, there is a is a kind of event loop or main loop, right? Uh, and all you do is basically in this event loop. And as soon as you add more complex functions, like uh, having another function which is calling another loop, right, in order to analyze some of the results, like the sampling which I did, mm-hmm. <laughs> right, <laughs> the 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 performance impact will be very visible, right? So what happened is basically that my robot was kind of uh, reacting too slowly, right? So someone was passing by and he identified, ah, this was the movement pattern from left to right or whatever, right? And uh, so it reacted maybe two seconds later, or whatever, okay. right? So, and, Fine, but on the other hand side, two seconds are two seconds, right? In two seconds, someone might be gone away. Yeah, it's it's too much. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. If someone someone is basically passing by in two seconds and nothing happens, right, he might not have this this creepy effect or whatever, Mm, right? You probably want a half second maximum, I would imagine. Otherwise yeah, it doesn't yeah, something work. like yeah. something like this, right? And I said, "Oh man, this is this is our, I was not happy with it, right?" No. So I don't know. I, I think I did not with my wife and and uh, complain about it, right? So oh man, it's too slow, and uh, and maybe the the solution is or is uh, is a little bit too sophisticated. I had this idea of doing sampling because maybe you could even do some more sophisticated movement patterns and analyze them and whatever. But the the Arduino is just not powerful enough let's yeah. say right uh, in order to to for this use case or either i kick it out and use a raspberry <laughs> or or i i know i'm not sure right so and she told me yeah uh, you know what or uh, maybe and she doesn't have any idea about it or computers or software or whatever right but she uh, there, there was some some kind of common sense keep it simple and stupid mm-hmm. on, on her side and say and she said yeah you know what uh, why, why don't you do something very simple let's say right so yeah okay or it's it's kind of our do this right let's keep it simple and stupid and the simplest and stupidest way would be to to basically just yeah our react to the direct positioning yeah exactly if, if it's in, in the center left then turn to center left yeah right? exactly yeah. so yeah within the event loop itself mm-hmm. right and so i basically changed the code in order to do this and our this worked actually quite well. Our uh, problem with this is a bit uh, that, uh, so my initial one, uh, the movement patterns, I kind of, uh, which is also stupid in a, in a sense. When I look at source code, I'm always a bit disappointed now about myself, right? Because what I did is I kind of uh, made everything very discrete into discrete states and then discrete states. I, I kind of had this idea to do a state machine, right? Under which conditions do what and whatever, right? So I implemented a state machine with a lot of if conditions and so on, right? And then later I looked at the source code and thought by myself, okay, fine, yeah, this is very clearly understandable now, right? But it's totally shitty code <laughs> because I'm repeating myself all the time in this state machine or because yeah. it's a very state, state-based state approach, right? If I would have kept it just as numbers, right, it would have been much easier than I could have just re write one function and then do whatever I want with it, right? Uh, so it would have been much more flexible, but uh, because I kind of put myself into the situation that I define everything as, or uh, yeah, if this state, then this state, blah, blah, right? It, it became a little bit, uh, yeah, uh, 10 or whatever, if conditions in sequence. And I was like, oh man, right? Doesn't look right, doesn't look nice, but anyway, right? It works. Uh, and, uh, <laughs> uh, and, it, and this was for the more complex uh, solution. So what I did is, okay, fine, follow the position, determine it follow directly. Um, and uh, it actually, on when I tried it out with a little, uh, yeah, uh, let's say, 
with a one-stepper motor, which was not mounted to the head, right, by, by just having a kind of marker on it in order to track uh, the position of the stepper motor, it worked quite well, right? So it was like, okay, cool, works, right? Uh, so now we mounted the head and uh, it stopped working, right? It actually, uh, it, it stopped working because of physics and I didn't, didn't kind oh. of anticipate physics uh, <laughs> for this, right? Seems that engineering in, of robots or robots uh, has something to do with physics. Uh, uh, that's uh, a lot of dimension, doesn't it? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, surprise, surprise. So why didn't so, it stop working? So, I, I mean, in theory it worked, but it stopped working after a while because the problem was that uh, a stepper motor doesn't know anything about where the stepper motor is, right? No. So a stepper motor basically, so my assumption was, okay, you position this initially, right, centered. And then, because we are very precisely changing the steps, uh, we will relatively, and we remember where we are, right, in the state oh. machine, so we are, will be able to turn back to our initial state, and this is basically our, our kind of starting point, right, our point zero, from which we can do whatever we want, right, with the stepper motor. Okay, physics, if you have something which is a bit heavier, like a, a head of a sculpture, which is having nearly the size of a, of a human head, let's say, right, which is, uh, which is made of wood, but carved out, uh, in, a, in a sense, right, mm -hmm. then it has a, has a specific weight. I mean, it's not totally heavy, but it's, it's having enough weight that such a stepper motor of, uh, let's say, um, a 3D printer is is getting to its limits, and so I'm actually thinking about to buy a bigger one, right? So there are bigger or have some motors. gearing, you know. or have some gearing, yeah. But I mm -hmm. wanted to avoid this, right? I wanted to, to just basically use the stepper motor. Okay, fine. Sure. So basically, uh, basically, what happens is, or it seems that the stepper motor is uh, there's some drill, right? So basically, if you start moving the head and you stop the motor, the motor doesn't stop, right? Uh, oh, so inertia. It, it, so it keeps turning a bit. Yeah, yeah, exactly. It, oh, okay. it keeps turning. And at some point, your point zero is no longer your point zero, yeah. right? Okay. Uh, so, you so the more often you do this, right, the more more often, I mean, by accident, you could kind of compensate it maybe because someone moved right, left, right, <laughs> left. But if someone is moving right, 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 uh, then you're basically having a problem, right? So the, tur the head okay. turns at some point to a position where it is not intended to be, right? So you uh, need some sort of zero position that it goes back to sort of calibrate or something. E exactly. So mm. <laughs> so basically what I implemented was a calibrate function then. And what I did is I, I, I ordered some micro switches, right? And said, okay, fine, we need to have a micro switch, right? The, if the micro switch is pressed, this is our zero position, right? And uh, um, this allows us to turn back by 90 degree. So we basically or did this at the yeah basically 90 degree from the from the head right this was zero and then we turned back 90 degree by having it centered again right because it was easier to implement to have it directly at 90 degree on the left side i decided to use this right okay fine r uh, and because uh, um i was kind of anyway a little bit concerned about the fact that the stepper motor if i write the wrong program is kind of moving sometimes a bit or uh, wrongly and then kind of damages stuff i also said okay let's have a second one so we basically have now two micro switches one left one right and they mm -hmm. are kind of our uh, also the emergency off buttons let's say right oh, so yeah. as soon as as soon as the the head is turning too much around right or someone is playing with it they are pressed and then they are it turns basically back to the zero point right by stopping the movement for a second or whatever right by avoiding that it uh, randomly overreacts too much right uh, coming out that this kind of effect that it kind of uh, has this this little drill uh, right uh, is also happening if you're letting it overreact which is also something which i didn't sort out yet right but in in a sense if someone if the observer is too close uh, sometimes uh, the observer is moving in a way, right, that the sensors are triggering sometimes right, sometimes left, and so on. So they are not okay. exactly interfering. Mm. It's more like uh, 
the observer is actually triggering them in reality right because people are not standing completely still <laughs> that's mm. it, right so they are moving their heads and arms and uh, and whatever right so their arms specifically and hands are uh, so so meaning are uh, this robot is reacting sometimes a bit crazy I, I was talking with the artist because i wanted to get rid of it and he said it's actually intended or he wants to have it like that right instead of so my 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 opinion was okay let's kind of uh, let as soon as we realize that it overreacts, we kind of turn it off right? and center it back and wait for a while. But he said he actually wants to have this happen because it gives the, the robot more interactivity. So if someone is getting too close to it, right, it's like, ah, I'm a little bit crazy. Right? Okay, yeah, or, yeah, it adds to the creepiness a little bit. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah don't, don't touch me, but, mm -hmm. right? And as, as soon as it basically gets a little bit too hectic, right, it will at some point click one of those uh, of the buttons. Uh, mm. bar panic buttons or whatever mm -hmm. you call them, right? And then uh, it centers back again by waiting a second and this should be good enough in order to, to kind of uh, get the movement out of it, uh, let's say, right? Um, yeah, that's it now, right? So then the noise, right? So basically yeah, this was noise. a problem. We kind of compensated, again, a little bit hacky or everything, but it, we didn't have a lot of time or I didn't spend a lot of time with it, but... Uh, it's working now and it's actually a little bit fun. I, I think it's funny, right? So it follows observers and uh, if someone is going there and, and actually I was watching uh, someone who by accident stopped by when we worked on it and it's having exactly this effect, right? So what, someone is coming in, realizes, hey, there is something moving, right? And then the, the natural reaction is to go back and observe it, right? And if you go mm -hmm. back and observe it, it is then basically following your movement by by or taking those sensor values into account, right? Or by, or yeah, giving this kind of uh, creepiness effect, <laughs> in a in a sense, right? But uh, what else was problematic? Uh, yeah, there was this problem of or uh, it's noisier than I it is usually, right? A stepper motor is noisy, but not as noisy. Let's say, right? It's not like <laughs> right, like a like a very. But the, turns out that this or uh, this socket on which it is, right, uh, which is basically in, inside empty because we had to put some stuff in it, oh. is kind of acting as a resonance body, right? So is this the right English word, resonance body? Yeah, uh, no, guitars, I think you, that's yeah, precisely. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, okay. Uh, so this resonance body is is basically uh, kind of amplifying the noise of this stepper motor, <laughs> right? That's easily fixed, right? You have just to put put some soft stuff in there. Yeah, yeah we are, we are, we are now basically putting some some stuff inside it, right? So some soft or fabric or whatever, right? Uh, yeah, yeah. In order to compensate this, or in order to get rid of the noise, but it's. Uh, <laughs> It's actually interesting how many problems you're facing when yeah. you use uh, such a little, uh, <laughs> toy project, right? That's uh, fascinating. And it's a fascinating way in which you approached it, right? So, so I was thinking about while I was listening to you, how, how would I have done it? And I've probably approached it from a way, way over-engineered sort of position because I didn't know you could have this uh, ultrasonic uh, sensors. I didn't even know this existed, although, you know, why am I surprised? It makes perfect sense. I think cars probably used them as well. Yeah, yeah, but, sure. But, it's like yeah, uh, but what, what I probably would have parking distance. Exactly. Yeah, yeah, that sort of thing. So, so I probably would have over engineered it. I would have put a camera on it, like a little micro camera on a Raspberry Pi, and then probably started out with some sort of cloud service to do a face detection or a head detection. And then say, you know, in, in which section of the picture is the head yeah, or the face? I had similar ideas. There. I had similar ideas, but I, I yeah. rejected them because the time was not good enough. Uh, so meaning it would have taken me much more time to, to do something like that, right? Yeah. Uh, but there, I mean, there are pre-trained models, actually. That's what it, I yeah. would What I would yeah, have yeah. done is I would have installed or basically Redis on a Raspberry Pi uh, mm -hmm. uh, because I... Yeah, as you know, <laughs> right? So I have a good relationship <laughs> with Redis. Uh, the company, so meaning, uh, meaning I would have installed Redis uh, as an open source project on a Raspberry Pi and would have uh, kind of used their Redis AI module or by preloading or maybe a TensorFlow mo model or whatever, yeah, right? Yeah, exactly. Because, uh, doing yeah. some face detection or 
our pre-trained one on it, right? By by then taking our some some images, as you said, right? So transform them into into input vector, right? Mm -hmm. uh, and then are kind of follow the track the the person, right? And I actually had this as a as an additional idea in order to do something like follow a specific person, right? Yeah, exactly. So they, yeah, yeah. Are, which is a is another requirement than follow randomly someone who passes by, right? I mean the. the mm -hmm. And the problem is a little bit this. Uh, this is something I, I kind of thought about later. Then, right? Uh, I think it would have been a bit over-engineered because the problem is I think that people would not have gotten it right. So, meaning if this sculpture is basically at a static uh, place, right, on his its socket, and someone is basically passing by, right, at some point, or uh, this person either moves back to investigate why it is moving, right? And then it will not get that or the sculpture is actually tracking the head of this person, let's say, right? Or this person is is just going away, let's say, right? Uh, or going to the exhibition and then he, he doesn't or she doesn't realize it as well, right? Um, so there are very rare cases where this person is basically going back and then might want to get that there was is some tracking happening, maybe unlikely, right? So it's more likely that another person is basically or kind of passing by within the next seconds or minutes or whatever, right? And then you would basically just would like to have the same behavior as before. And if you do head tracking, the question is how long do you stick with the old head? When do you switch back to the new one and so on? Interesting. So I'm not, so I'm not sure if this would have added any value, let's say, even if it is a very cool idea, right? So I mm. also thought about it, but uh, yeah. I kind of rejected it because I didn't have a lot of time to, to yeah. do something no, about it. I wouldn't have seen it as a value add. I would have seen it, you know, you you got multiple faces in your tracking area, A, B, and C, and you have to write some software to decide which one do you track, right? And you could say, okay, I'll track A for as long as I see it. And then if, if I don't see A anymore, okay, what do I have now on the screen? B, C, and D. I just make some decision who I track now. And then if yeah. A comes in, it yeah. comes back, A might have had a chance to be the randomly chosen tracking target again or yeah, not. Yeah, but what happens... That's probably uh, what I would have done. Let's assume there are two persons or three persons in mm -hmm. the, uh, that can be seen by the camera, right? And let's assume they are basically... Uh, there's one person in front of the robot, right, which is moving around and maybe it's trying to play with it and uh, kind of force the movement. Then it doesn't move, let's say, right, because the camera is still on the other person maybe, right, because it's still in the in the, oh, in the yeah. focus of the camera, right? And then uh, how do you explain, I, I mean, not via words, but via behavior of the robot, right, to the, to the yeah, observers? To the observers that a specific person is tracked right so i, I kind of agree with my yeah, wife in this right. sense right so because keep it simple and stupid all right so people want to play with this stuff it is more or less a kind of interactive yeah, toy no, right if you make it too complex then then they are not getting what the logic mm -hmm. behind it is right and then the, the purpose is kind of defeated let's say even if the technology idea is much more cooler with the, yeah, with yeah. the face yeah. recognition follow a person right no I, I think the way that you've done it is better it's it's you know it's much better so 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 that's right i'm not saying I'm the not face sure. recognition is how this would probably have been my first naive approach and then yeah. i would have realized all the problems that you say and you know researched a bit more so i think your approach is better and i'm wondering what, what actually have liked with your the face code? recognition or yeah it's cooler but but you're right it's not as sort of explainable it doesn't build that mental model in the observer right yeah yeah so, exactly and the other thing is that um, I, I was actually thinking about combining multiple thingies right in a, in a way uh, because the the problem is none of the solutions, also not the ultrasonic one, is perfect, right? Maybe in in combination they are much better. Mm. Let's say, right? Uh, in in a sense, maybe but adding some face recognition on top of yeah, it. Yeah, but then you need more sophisticated values. software, right? You then have more data coming in, and you need to make more uh, exactly. decisions need, based on the data. You need to have so, especially more powerful hardware, especially yeah, for yeah. this face recognition stuff. Um, you, so speaking of, so what happens in your software if 
center left and center right triggers at the same time is, is yeah, well, that when it becomes crazy ignored. no this is basically ignored or this is basically an ignored case there are some in the state machine there are cases that are not handled specifically let's say, oh i see you just go through it and say okay is left triggered no uh, is exactly, left center yeah. triggered exactly, okay left center is exactly, triggered so exactly. go there and then you don't look at the following sensors. Exactly. Right? So basically, if okay, center is you. triggered, if center is triggered, and I'm at the position center, so you need to kind of track the position of oh, the, yeah, the current of position. Let's say right, and I'm not doing anything. Let's say that's the reason why I did it very state based because I I kind of initially did it intuitively and missed some of the states right, and then it became basically unpredictable. Um, so meaning I, I kind of really went ahead and, and did a state machine on paper right. So, so like ah, okay, if it is center. And uh, I, I basically do, uh, or I, and I basically recognize sender. I stay in sender, right? If mm -hmm. I'm basically seeing right, then I go to right, yeah. and I had five discrete states. And then what I do is basically I turn around the, about thirty degree. If I have something like center right, uh, right, and I'm doing sixty degree. If I have or far right or just right and then at some point uh, because of the the movement of the head right the stuff which i couldn't uh, kind of avoid um i i'm basically hitting the button at 90 degree and then it centers back again right uh, but it takes a while until you reach this point let's say you need a few movements which means the effect is still kind of there right it is not like immediately the case that you calibrate again the the interesting stuff is also that i tried out a library so one of the approaches uh, to compensate this this problem with this are uh, that continues to move was to kind of use a library for the stepper motor which is about accelerating and deacceleration right so ah, yeah okay so because because it's it's actually so i researched a bit and found okay it's a common issue with stepper motors right i'm not the only one who has this problem it's actually also a problem for something like 3d printers and stuff like this right that uh, as soon as you have something which is a bit more heavy right uh, then uh, the stepper motor kind of or uh, does not behave exactly as it should be right so either mm. it, you need to recalibrate it uh, to a specific degree or you can, can kind of compensate this by by kind of uh, de-accelerate right towards the end so mm -hmm. meaning you you kind of accelerate the the frequency of steps up to a maximum and then de-accelerate again right and uh, or slow down again right um by having a kind of or uh, like a uh, what is this parable maybe or some whatever, sort of right? yeah function or, or, mm. yeah a bell function i would say more like a bell function mm -hmm. right um yeah the problem is that those like this library which i used or uh, i mean it was very uh, maybe it was just me but i i didn't like the fact that you had to predefine everything and then you can basically say hey now run it that was like predefining every parameter and then run it and then it did it let's say it was not really flexible uh, in a in a sense uh, but this is just me not liking this way because i did it initially a little, a little bit different uh, so I, i'm pretty sure it's actually well thought but and the other thing is uh, it only allows a maximum speed right of the of the stepper okay. motor because otherwise it doesn't work anymore and in my case I actually had to to use a higher speed. I was under the impression I'm using already a, a slow speed, so I defined some speed constants and so on, right? And this was already my very slow speed, but turns out it's actually not a very slow speed which I used. It was actually high enough in order to get uh, enough power on the on the head. When I use slower speeds, uh, the motor was not able okay. to move the head. Yeah. Or, that makes sense. Uh, right, uh, a bit of power. Yeah, yeah. yeah exactly well enough so which meant meant that this acceleration the acceleration was not good enough in the combination of the the weight of the head and the, the motor which is one of the reasons why i thought then about to get a bigger motor right with more, more power basically uh, in order to maybe control it a bit more precisely and then mm -hmm. i could try this the acceleration stuff again but for now it works as it is right for now it's kind Very of cool. that's the job uh it does the job maybe not perfectly because sometimes it hits this or kind of or a panic button but or by kind of by intent or by design now right but yeah. on the other side it also has or has this or slightly or 
chaotic character which gives it a bit more character let's say right so, yeah no exactly and, it does its uh, job you know it has to be sort of surprising and evocative so you want to create some sort of emotion in the viewer and it does that so so what's the what's the next step then you're putting the foamy stuff in the head and then wh why don't you build 10 more wouldn't it be cool to to walk past 10 of them and they all follow you wouldn't that yeah, be cool? Yeah, cool idea. But it's outside of my scope, let's say, right? Because <laughs> I'm not responsible yeah, yeah, for the artwork. I'm more the, the technical guy in this project. I, uh, I think I could imagine doing something like that uh, again, right? Uh, or with this artist, uh, because it was actually a nice collaboration. And uh, it, it was not too much effort, let's say, right? It was like mm. a really just... Uh, and two fun. weekends or having some fun right spending yeah. spending two saturdays or actually maybe two mornings or and or, or maybe in total two saturdays right uh, uh as a as a time to to get it done and uh, it was really nice sure. uh, really enjoyed doing it um, i think one thing which i which i got out of it is is another idea because what i did is i i purchased um uh, raspberry 400 or for this oh, purpose. Oh, the keyboard thing. Yeah, yeah. It's, it's mm -hmm. basically a Raspberry 4 built into a keyboard, right, already. Um, mm -hmm. And uh, it is kind of a kit. So it has uh, a mouse, the keyboard, and uh, a cable for an HDMI, HDMI cable and a power supply and so on, right? So, so is box. it good? What did you 100 bucks, then? 100 bucks, not too mm -hmm. expensive, right? And the reason why I got it is basically I, I wanted to kind of test how well are it is suitable for actually doing programming. And for this Arduino stuff, it was really perfect, right? So you could install the Arduino, Arduino IDE on it, or it did recognize the device immediately, right? Or I got a, a tiny screen for it, or just basically fitting into the same box of this device, let's say, right? Uh, wasn't a hard requirement, but I, I, again, the idea, I have to explain the idea a bit, is to maybe offer our, in this town here, a little, a little class for educating kids about programming mm. or development, right? So, and uh, uh, this was kind of my proof of concept as well, how well you can use this Raspberry Pi 400, right, for, for that purpose, because our, if I, I already have two of them, right? If I got get two more, then I can have a little class or whatever, right? Uh, with with some kids uh, teaching yes. them, and uh, I think the entry level for teaching them something or about programming for this purpose, the Arduino is actually very nice, right? Because it's it's it's, uh, it's basically very yeah hands on <laughs> let's say it's right? hands it's on just... and, and you see something happening right a little uh, exactly. robot does things I, I, i'm pretty sure kids would love that Exactly. Kids will love this. And uh, I, I mean, what I did with this robot head, or uh, we can, could re easily reproduce this, let's say, sure. right? Uh, and and I, the way how I did it, I structured it in, into multiple source code files by saying, okay, hey, here's a source code file, which is just uh, controlling the stepper motor, right? Here's a source mm -hmm. code file, which is just uh, reading the, the, in, the ultrasonic sensors. And here's a source code file, which does the the basic uh, evaluation mm. and here's another one which combines everything together in order to have the ready to use uh, project let's say right so if if you take this and turn this into a into a kind of training course or for for kids then they might appreciate it by to build their own little robots and uh, maybe mm. one thing i will ask this artist so babato or uh, still need to ask him but uh, let's say maybe one potential would be that he is producing some some little heads for me right so in the in the size of maybe a height of five ten centimeters or whatever right which you can easily mount on a on a stepper motor mm -hmm. and then it's kind of a, a nice little robot figure uh, which is able to turn the head or react to some movement let's say right so meaning it doesn't need to be the same. You can use one ultrasonic sensor, for instance, in order, in order to just measure some distance and then let it behave based on that a little bit or whatever, right? Yeah. So, I mean, I mean if, if you want it for educational purposes, you could also think about, I mean, the artist idea is good, but you could also think about Lego Technic, right? So you get into mm -hmm. whole Lego Mindstorms territory. 
Yeah, yeah, yeah. We have so mine songs at home as well. Yeah, yeah. We, t- uh, we do, we do. It's really good. Yeah, I think, uh, I, I mean, I like Mindstorms, right? And it's actually very capable. I did read a bit about it or by, more by accident when I was working on that, right? I was also uh, getting some inspiration from, from some magazines, which I have since ages, right? Uh, it's a magazine called Make or, or Make or whatever, right? And I have a bunch of them at home and I was reading inside them or also in order to get some some ideas of what to do and so on, right? Mm. And uh, they, they also discussed a bit the Mindstorm stuff there and how overpowered the prick, the new generation prick actually is and uh, or that you can easily leverage it for more than, than it is anticipated mm. to be used and so on, right? The only thing, the only problem I have with, with Mindstorms is... Uh, Honestly, right? I, I mean, we have one set at home, right? For my, my, mm-hmm. I think my now fourteen-year-old son got it a bunch of years ago, right? So maybe three years ago, or, and uh, it, it is really expensive, right? I, I mean, for what it yeah. is, it is is ultra expensive. I mean, what is an Arduino? An Arduino is about uh, I don't know twenty bucks, right? Uh, those ultrasonic sensors or, or infrared yeah, sensors that's, that's or resistors it's all pennies yeah, yeah. In, a, in a sense that's right true. but if you buy this lego mindstorm stuff right uh, I, I mean it's 350 bucks right and and it it's it's kind of kind of what you get is in parts worth maybe uh, i don't know less than yeah. 100 right it's uh, I, I get it it's it's easy to start with right it's easy programmable you can program it via tablet or whatever right so it's it's a good entry point uh, for for kids that want to learn something about robotics or programming and so on but i'm i'm honestly thinking that the arduino right or a raspberry is an even better entry point, right? Because, yeah, no, uh, totally. They're, it's more they're not just sticking with this Lego stuff, mm-hmm. right? So, yeah. uh, let's see, right? But you could still combine it, right? You could have normal Lego Technic parts mm-hmm. and somehow yeah, yeah. combine them with, with a cheaply bought step motor. Yeah, you, you could even I mean, use right? the Mindstorm stuff and uh, and use it, right? I'm pretty sure you can. And again, I, I think it's... Yeah, a, but you wouldn't an, want to buy 20 Mindstorm kits. For yeah, yeah a, exactly, exactly, exactly. But you can maybe use the brick and connect other components to it, right? And then you need yeah, to... Or, or, or don't use the brick, use an Arduino, right? Yeah, or you use an Arduino. Just have these little the, the plastic bits of Lego Technic to make it do stuff mm-hmm. somehow. Yeah. Very or the cool. motors or whatever they they offer are actually quite nice, right? Uh, yeah. yeah, I mean it's a, yeah it's a nice uh, set, but are uh, kind of expensive for for that purposes, right? And also, I mean my problem is with this a bit, right? Something like the Raspberry, for instance. Raspberry is a really nice uh, nice uh, idea, right? Mm-hmm. Regarding the community and uh, open source idea as well, right? It's not really exclusive. It's something which is very inclusive, right? So yeah. meaning, meaning it's it's such cheap, right? That uh, that even I mean, someone who doesn't have a lot of money could could basically buy such a computer, basically, right? For maybe thirty bucks or twenty bucks. So any any kid which with a bit of pocket money, at least here in Europe, right, could afford this uh, in a mm-hmm. in a sense, right? It's not like or uh, it's not like or. Uh, Costing two thousand bucks, right? Yeah. <laughs> in a, in a sense, right? Uh, so whoever is interested can get get started with something like our uh, programming, computer science, whatever, right? Very easily. And the Lego Mindstorm stuff is ex- exactly at the opposite. <laughs> yeah. Uh, uh, opposite uh, corner, mm-hmm. let's say, right? It's it's basically. Uh, uh, are more for people or kids that that have enough money in order to afford that that right uh, i mean uh, which is uh, a little bit problematic and i think if you if you're basically are doing some 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 kind of education for kids right you should be inclusive uh, in a in a sense right you should basically use hardware and and uh, and tools that are affordable to independently from what the parents earn let's say right yeah no uh, totally 100 percent agree so so are you are you really gonna gonna do it are you going to start this class yeah see i mean maybe the corona crisis is, is kind of uh, <laughs> giving me a hard time doing it's it not uh, helping, right now no. but uh, 
the idea is to do it actually, right? So I, my, I'm, yeah, I'm still need to need to define nice. a kind of concept for it. But um, again, I I kind of got two of those or Raspberry 400s, or maybe we we'll get buy two others, right? Yeah. Initially, I got two in order to test a bit around how it works and so on, and it's all pre-installed, right? You can get up and running very quickly with this stuff, right? It still has an SD card of storage, does it? Yeah, yeah, it has. So it's still it has, a, a normal Pi in there. Yeah, 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 yeah. 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 It's like a normal Raspberry uh, inside. But uh, it's actually, again, right, everything in one device. Uh, yeah. It's really cool. It's like back to the 80s, right? Remember yeah, like had, my C64. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> I think actually the Raspberry 400, I, I believe, I'm, I'm, I'm not sure, right? But if an, anyone of the of the Raspberry Foundation is listening, right, uh, they might basically relate to this and give us an answer. I doubt that this is the case. But anyway, anyway, uh, so I think this name Raspberry 400 was maybe chosen because of the Amiga 500, right? It immediately reminded me of the Amiga. <laughs> Our 500, right? <laughs> now that you say it, yeah. Uh, and four because it's a it's a Pi four in there, I imagine. Yeah, yeah, it's okay. a it's a Pi yeah. four in it, right? Uh, but uh, I guess the could be uh, yeah. was kind of a retrospective mm. naming <laughs> decision or whatever. Right? Uh, I- I'm sure you can get some sort of operating system with retro games on it as well if you really wanted to. Yeah, yeah. That, yeah, yeah. that might be, you know, what you switch to in the breaks, right? Doing your, your education classes. Okay, you now have 10 minutes to play whatever. Donkey Kong. Yeah, not Donkey uh, Kong. <laughs> Space Invaders. Yeah, or Space yeah. Invaders. Gianna Sisters or whatever it was called, right? Uh, you still remember those old C64 games, uh, right? <laughs> Yeah, Turok. Turok was actually really nice. Turok, uh, really nice. Mm. I remember we had audio cassettes and we had to play the mm-hmm. beeping noises in order to load it into the data sets. Computer. Yeah, data set. It was called a data set. It was actually mm-hmm. really uh, <laughs> twenty minutes to load a game, right? Yep. Uh, uh. <laughs> <laughs> and then if anything went wrong, you know one. One sound was misheard by the computer. You have to start again. Yeah, exactly, yeah. exactly. It was like a like modem sounds at the end, right? It was, so, yeah. Uh, yeah. I remember it well. Okay. Oh, yeah. Now we've covered the old part of grumpy old coders. Yeah, there was no grumpy part today. Not yet, at least. Right. Not yet. <laughs> anyway. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. What a great uh, project! I loved that. Yeah, wasn't nice. I would nice love to see the project. thing one day. Yeah, I have a video. I can share this later with you. Yes, right? please. Um, yeah, send it via WhatsApp to you or whatever works. Uh, let's see. Right. Yeah, did a little video about it. Actually, yeah, not too bad, right? Or to be shared on social media to get some attention for for mm. the artwork and so on. Yeah, it was a nice project, I would say, right? Or maybe another one coming, maybe not, who knows, right? And uh, I Ooh, think... Can you uh, share details of the, the one that's coming? Nah, it's not yet clarified. Right? Not yet, there, okay. There right. are some ideas, and it, again, right, I, I mean, I'm actually not having a lot of time to do stuff like this anyway, right? But it's uh, it's actually fun, right? It, uh, it's really fun to, to kind of or do something which is a bit outside of or... Uh, what I'm usually doing, right? I mean, I'm also usually, or uh, yeah, doing consultancy or developing software or whatever. But uh, this uh, little toy project was actually kind of a, uh, a nice uh, little distraction, let's say, right? Mm. In a way, right? Very cool. Yeah, I'm looking forward to to seeing it in real life one day, hopefully. Yeah, I need to come over to Germany <laughs> for this purpose, right? Again, again. Right. You're invited, right? So just stop Thank by. Thank you. Uh, and then, yeah. Thank you. Yeah, I haven't been in Germany in ages. I'd love to go again. The whole Corona thing is finished. How are you getting on with your vaccinations over there? Well, I'm fully vaccinated. vaccinated. So yeah, but I mean, the population sort of percentage-wise. I'm okay, kind of, I don't know, right? Okay. I think it's getting better because they are putting some, some social pressure on people, but uh, yeah. 
anyway. Uh, whatever works. Mm. Whatever works, yeah. So yeah, um, let's say our let's call it a day for for today, right? Yeah. Um, at least for for this episode. So thank you for listening, and uh, yeah, if you have any feedback or ideas how to improve this robot or whatever, want, want to share some experiences and so on, right? Maybe some alternative platforms and just episode, right?